Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with the Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, January 31, 2022. We cannot shirk the duties to which we are called emergencies impose a sense of responsibility. With these few gentle words, President Mattarella responded to his re-election that took place in Parliament where he obtained 759 preferences, thus becoming the most voted in Italian history after Sandro Pertini. A liberating ovation and a four-minute applause greeted Mattarella's re-election, an excellent result achieved in the worst way. At the end of a quarrelsome, complicated and humiliating week for the Italian parties, they arrived at what was immediately the most natural outcome, which is both a victory for Italy and a defeat for its political class. I have to tell you that when I decided to dedicate the cover over, uh, of the January issue of the We Italians magazine to President Mattarella, it was to thank him for the seven years of his presidency, but there was also a bit of hope that Italy could still count on his wisdom and guidance. The President of the Republic uh, and, and the head of the government, Draghi, are those who grant stability for our country. They stay in the Quirinal and in the government, at least until the 2023 elections, as far as Draghi is concerned, give Italy at least another 12 months of internal stability and international credibility. They are the two people who together had almost two-thirds of the votes expressed by you Italian-Americans in our survey. They are a guarantee for Italy, but we should reflect on the fact that even if they are very popular, neither of them was actually directly voted by the Italian people and that together they make 154 years. Just a few numbers about the situation of the contagion in Italy where finally the curves are going down and it seems that we are slowly headed towards the head of this fourth wave of Covid. The RT index which establishes the level of transmissibility of contagion in Italy today is equal to 0.97 down from the 1.31 last week. When the index falls below 1, as now, it means that we are below the epidemic threshold. Over the past seven days, with regard of the new positive cases, we have reached a percentage change of minus 14.5% compared with the previous seven days. In the same period, the average change in the number of patients admitted to ordinary COVID wards was minus 0.1% and minus 5.5% in the intensive care units. On average, in the last seven days, we had <coughs> 375 deaths a day, with a variation of plus 8.6% compared to the previous seven days. As we already know from experience, this is the curve that follows the others, both when they are growing and when they are descending. Those of the second curve, uh, the new positives, are actually overestimated numbers since many subjects hospitalized for other pathologies and occasionally found to be positive to the swab end up in the count even if, as already said, they are not hospitalized because they have COVID and they are completely asymptomatic. This was happening before too, but, with a, but to a marginal extent, while the phenomenon appears very consistent in these weeks. The direct impact of the outbreak is currently less than reported and the clinical course of patients labeled as COVID is now much less frequently affected by the infection. 
After the week of stop due to the election of the President of the Republic, today the government will decide the new rules on the coronavirus emergency, in particular on two measures. The distinction between hospitalized with COVID and hospitalized for COVID and the answer to the request by the regents about the cancellation of the yellow and orange zone, which now do not have much sense. The measure that brought obligations and restrictions in the Christmas period also expires today. The obligation to wear masks outdoors, even in the white zone, will be probably extended for another two months. Currently, the regions in white are Basilicata, Molise and Umbria. The discos, which had to reopen today, will remain closed at least until February 15. The Green Pass will be unlimited without expiration for those who have made the third dose. Then there are the new rules that will come into effect starting tomorrow, namely the fine of 100 euros one-off for the over 50 Italian and foreign residents in Italy who have not yet been vaccinated, and the obligation to show the Green Pass also in almost all stores, public offices, in the post offices or banks. But the government is planning to simplify also the very complicated rules that establish what to do in schools when there are positive cases. If 2021 closes the year with a strong rebound of the Italian economy after the horrible year 2020, the first glimpse of this 2022 brings with it the return of, a certain, of uncertainty, which impacts future prospects. The mix of huge increases in energy costs and the spread of the Omicron variant is beginning to have repercussions. Evidence of these are the consumer uh, uh, and business confidence indexes, both falling down in January 2022. In particular, the business confidence index undergoes a decisive reduction, falling to its lowest value in the last nine months. The incredible increases in the cost of energy are generating an inflation never so strong in over a decade, which will affect production prices, and from there it will hurt the consumers, because companies will be forced to raise prices. In addition to this, <clears throat> there is a risk of adding what seems almost a hoax, a joke. Since Italy in 2021 has grown more than the European average and even 2.6% more than expected by the European Commission, there is a risk that the billions of recovery plan allocated to us will have to decrease. The reason is that 70% of the sums allocated to Italy are definitive, while the remaining 30% or around 60 billion can be reshaped according to the rules and the performance of the various economies. This would be a cut in funds for a reason that no one expected, while many feared that there would be a cut due to the impossibility to do the reforms promised in exchange for European money. <clears throat> now, Probably all of you who follow these videos are consumers, at least in part, of the fruits and vegetables provided by the Mediterranean diet, thanks to the Italian products that make it the healthiest way of eating in the world. A study just published shows that contrary to those who think that Italians eat only pasta and pizza, Italians are actually first in Europe for fruit consumption with an expenditure of 512 euros per year. 75% of Italians who live in Italy consume fruit at least once a day and fruit and vegetables are also the most purchased foods online in Italy. In particular, citrus fruits are the protagonists, especially during the coldest months of the year. They represent 15.5% of the total fruit purchased, with an increase in sales of 15.2% in 2021 alone. Last Friday was January 28, and it was the second anniversary of the first real signal that Italy had about the presence of coronavirus here in our country. 
In the days before January 28, 2020, we in Italy were watching the images coming from China <coughs> with drones showing deserted cities and we thought that it could never happen to us. It was that day that we discovered that the virus was already in Italy on January 28, 2020. Two Chinese tourists were admitted to the Spallanzani Hospital in Rome, the Italian Center of Excellence for the Fights Against Contagious Diseases that until that day had been dedicated to viruses and diseases that had hardly arrived here in Italy. The two men came from the province of Wuhan, had landed in Milan the week before and had traveled up and down in Italy as tourists. I remember those images very well. The two tourists in the ambulance, their faces terrified, already wearing oxygen masks. The flashing lights of the ambulance, the cameras, the journalists all together close to each other while it was still possible. Under a freezing wind, the Chinese communities in Italy targeted by the usual ignorant racists, the rare swabs that were taken at the, in the day, Yesterday we took one million swabs. The airports that began to measure the fever of those arriving. We still knew nothing back in that January 28, 2020 about the virus and which way and how much it spread, damage it would do, how little we could fight it until the arrival of vaccines. The next day a state of emergency was declared. Flights to and from China were blocked too late and the first of an endless series of daily medical bulletins came out, which for months became a macabre afternoon deadline. Dear friends, I confess that it hurts to think back to that day, to all that we have been through since then, to the fact that after two years we are still not out of the woods, not out of this nightmare. And of course, sadly, what hurts more is to think to the 146,149 Italians killed by this virus. So please continue to stay safe. Please take care. Please vaccinate yourselves. Please protect yourselves. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was We the Italian News. I'll see you next Thursday, which will be in February. Ciao from Rome.